Some of you in this room, and I'm just going to speak, and the Holy Spirit is going to color this in and fill this out for you. Psalm 3, I was asked, very beginning of this year, to ask the Lord to give me a psalm that my intercessors could pray, me, pray over for me. And Psalm 3 is where the Lord took me, and I share this with you. I've got notes written all over Psalm 3. And for me personally, I had to write in there in hot pink letters, no more fear. No more fear. It's time to go. Psalm 3 verse 1 says, Oh Lord, how many are my foes? And listen, don't think that foes are necessarily human beings. For some of you it may be, for others it may be some things that have tripped you up and caused you to stumble. Foes, there are, there are, there are spiritual foes. So don't just think that he's talking about other humans here, but maybe for you he is. Oh Lord, how many are my foes? How many rise up against me? Many are saying of me, God will never deliver him. Verse three, and this is how we're getting going this morning. But you, God, are a shield around me. You see, if we're going to be empowered and we're going to go, and we're going to talk about this in a second, occupying environments, you have to know that you are empowered. And you have to know that you also have someone before you and behind you. God the Father is on your side, literally. And so tomorrow, some of you in this place, you're going to go to places that you don't like. You would say they're dark. There's people talking about all kinds of things of this world. And it just makes me feel dark. You need to understand that the light that is in you is greater than the darkness that they are spewing out. God is with you. He is your shield. And it says, you bestow glory on me and you lift up my head. I don't know about you and I don't know what that said is your spirit, your lowercase as spirit that God placed inside of you. But when I read that, the first of the year when the Lord took it to me, he said, Scott, it's time to quit going around with your head down. It is time to lift your head up Not because of you or what you're doing, but it is time to lift your head up because of me. It's because God has chosen you, gifted you, called you, picked you out. He's favoring you and he is saying, because of all of that and because of my nature, it's time to pick your head up. You are worth picking your head up. And so there's some of us in this room that the Lord is specifically speaking to right now that past events, past whatever has caused you to put your head down and to cower. And you would love to go through this life and you would love to just not be seen. Let me die so I can go to heaven. And that's not what God designed, created, gifted, called and empowered you for. He has called and gifted and favored you. He is saying it is time today to lift up your head. Those dreams, they came from God. Those visions, they came from God. 
Those passions, they came from God. And I don't know where you've been, but I do care about where you're going. And in this place, for some reason, in this time frame of eternity, God has chosen us. He has called us, gifted, empowered us to be more than what you and I have experienced. You and I are created for more. It's time that every single one of us in this room lift up our heads. Lift them up. In the name of Jesus, shame is off of you. Sins that have so easily entangled you in Jesus' name, they are not entangling you anymore. You see, sin doesn't just want to cause you to feel shame and feel guilty, drive you to ask Jesus to forgive you all the time. No. see, I wish I could stand here and say, you know, I don't, I don't ever sin. But here's what happens when I sin. As I do thank Jesus for dying on the cross. And you see, sin is nothing more than me trying to fulfill my greatest desires. God, you can't do it, so I will sin. You hear that? That's what it is. We all. Sin is me saying, God, you can't, but I can. That's sin. And so what God has allowed me to experience is, hey, God, I don't want to do this anymore. So I am going to trust in you to fulfill my greatest desire. Hey, I just put it back on him. I took it, sin, and I gave it back to him, watching and waiting for him to fulfill my greatest desire, desires. You know, it takes great faith and trust. Because it's so easy just to take it back from him and say, sin. So if sin has caused you to put your head down. Jesus never intended for you to walk around this earth saved by his blood with your head down. It's time for you to lift your head up. There's two different groups that I'm going to quickly speak to. There is a group in here that you know that God has gifted you, created you, empowered you. The favor of God is all over you and you know it. The Lord said, empower the people and we impact the culture. You know, you're sitting in this room and the Holy Spirit is speaking to you. You know that you are gifted. You know that he chose you to do things in Jesus' name. You know it. And there's no doubt. And so what this morning is for you, this is a charge that you are to be the vessel that God loves and chose to carry his presence and his power everywhere you go. This is a charge. 
that if this is something that we have not been participating in, then today is the day, not looking back, but we're looking forward that you are the chosen vessel of God. And everywhere your feet touch, you are carrying his presence with you. If the scripture's true, which I believe it is, Paul says in Romans 8, 37, you can just write these down because I need to go through this fairly quick because I want to pray. Come on. If it's true, he says that we're more than conquerors. You can look it up. You can't conquer with your head down. We conquer looking up, God, where are you sending me next? And I don't know what adventure I'm getting ready to get into this week, but I can't wait. And we're here in this place in the Sunday morning and you guys are crazy. You come to the early service and, and here we are. This isn't it. Hey guys, there's more. So lift your head up. Cause you, some of you need to know this. And some of you need a double portion of this. You are more than a conqueror. You're more than a conqueror. Go. Go. In the name of Jesus. And his kingdom. And guess what? Heaven on earth. Kingdom come. Just won't be some fancy catchphrase anymore. I long for that day, don't you? I long for the kingdom come and your will be done in Wahlberg as it is in heaven. Not to just be something we say that we'd love to see. No, it becomes a reality. Because everywhere you go, every meeting you sit in. Everyone. There's just something different about you. I don't even know what it is. I'm an atheist and I don't, but I know there's something different. There's just something different about the way you operate. And what we've done in the church is not wrong. But I believe the new day the Lord is bringing us into is no one wants to hear what we've got to say. They just don't. They've heard it all before. And so can I just tell you what God is saying? Empower the people. We impact the community and the culture. Hey, God, I'm tired of talking. I want to start showing people what your glory living on and in me looks like everywhere I go. Some of you just need to know you're more than conqueror. You're more than enough. He chose you. And he's favoring you and he's guiding your steps. See, I don't don't want to go deep into all this, but guys, we're we're in a war. I don't, I don't want to go into this and be like, oh, you know, we're fighting. But we are. And the Lord is, he's like, I've been watching, I'm a documentary freak, but I've been watching war documentaries for some reason. Out of the blue, my wife and I went to the one showing in High Point just last week. It's like on a, it was a weird night, like a Thursday night. I mean, who goes to see a movie on Thursday night? But we went to see this World War I remake documentary. I'm watching on Netflix right now. And you're like, oh, he has Netflix? Yes. Um, a Vietnam documentary. It's amazing. And what I've seen and what I've learned is that in wartime, when the one side goes and overtakes the other side, 
the people who overtook, they start to occupy the land. And they start to call buildings that were the enemies that they overtook, they start to call those buildings their own. In wartime, when you overtake, you don't go in there and start rebuilding structures. You don't build a big, nice office complex so you can go in there and sit down in your nice office and start plotting out what the next thing is. You know what they do in wartime? Not only do they occupy the land, but what I've seen just in documentaries is that they go into these old buildings that they've blown up, but they're just buildings, and, and they go in there and they occupy those buildings. In wartime, you go in... And you overtake not only the land, but you overtake the buildings and the facilities and you call them your own. Do anybody see where I'm going with this? You see, I don't need to create another church. This building is powerless when you and I leave it. Listen, I'm all for church planting. Please hear me. We wouldn't be here if we didn't start a church. But can I tell you what I believe That if God says it's time to go build more ice cream shops, then what do you think we better be building? You see, there's all kinds of environments that you all who know that you're gifted and called, you already occupy them. You go there every day. You work in these buildings. Some of you own them. And so every time we go into that classroom, we are the vessel that God chose to occupy. And when I go into that business meeting tomorrow, the bottom line does not drive me, but the kingdom of God does. And when I go into this job tomorrow, I'm not trying to make a living. I'm not trying to get rich. I'm not trying to make millions, but I am trying to make a difference. That's what kingdom on earth looks like. And you know who you are and you know God has gifted and called you and equipped you. He is empowering you to go and to host him everywhere you go. So I want to pray right now and I'm not done. So don't, don't get excited, but I want to pray very specifically. There are people in this room this week coming up. You're a business person, you're a businessman, you're a businesswoman, and you have meetings this week. And you're going to be sitting in these meetings, not necessarily that you're going to be leading them or maybe even have a voice, but your body is going to be sitting in some form of business meeting this week. If that's you, I'm just going to ask you to stand right now. Good. Hey guys, at the end of this service, we want to pray over you. Sound good? I want to pray over you. And here's who I want to join this, this group of people. We're going to meet right up here, and we're going to pray over you. Chris Vi, are you still in the room? He's not in the room. He, he left. He's going to just tell him when he comes back, he's going to be praying. We're going to pray over you. But you're, if you're in this room and you are looking for a job, I'm not saying we're going to make a love connection here. That's not what I'm saying. You guys can sit down, and we're going to get to you guys here at the end of this service. If you're in this place and you're looking for a job and you have interviews lined up, we want to pray over you. Chris is going to pray over you too. Because what I want to pray is I want to pray that when you go into these next interviews, that those people, whether they love Jesus or not, they're going to recognize that there is something on you and it is the glory of God. And they're going to hire you 
and they're going to see that you have gifts and you have something that they've needed, even though they've not been able to recognize it. I'm going to pray and ask God to pour out his favor on you. There is going to be a job opening for you. I just believe it. Amen. If you know that God has gifted you and called you, that you have authority, you are empowered to move as God moves you. Listen, this is very, very, very quickly. We are not going to worry about it. When people call us obnoxious, we're not. The world has not seen the likes of the moving of God in this community. If you feel the Lord say to you, pumping gas, go pay for the person who just pulled up. They're going to be suspicious. They're going to think that you're going to rob them. They're going to think that you're going to scan their credit card. They're going to think all of these things and it's okay. You're going in the authority of God and you bless these people in Jesus name. I don't care if they think we're obnoxious. I know different. I know that we are anointed and it's time to go. For those who know that you are very gifted, this verse here in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, I want you to see this. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, I want you to see what Paul says. In 2 Corinthians 10, 3, he says, For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. We don't have to play by their rules. We submit to leadership But we do not have to play by the rules. We don't have to manipulate. We don't have to walk all over people. We don't have to scheme for our benefit. If I am positioning myself as a vessel of God, then I know that he is using and plotting me for his glory and I just get to reap from it. Because we don't have to play as the world does. Verse 4, the weapons that we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, Paul says, they have what? Divine power to demolish strongholds. The Holy Spirit living in you has the power to, to demolish things that are before you. You're struggling to find a job. Listen, hey, hey, God, I'm going to go into this next interview. It's not going to pay me what I want, but I'm going to trust you to place me and then use me wherever you see fit. I trust you, Lord. And he says that you have divine power to demolish strongholds. It's time to go. And then there's a group of people in here you don't have a clue. You don't know how gifted and beautiful and favored and loved and cherished. You don't know how gifted and talented you really are. You've been beat down. People in your life have not, they have not seen and drawn the fire. They have not, they've not added fuel to it. They've actually tried to extinguish it. And there's some of you in this room that you've been beat down long enough. And today that stops. I need you to know what this is getting ready to say on the screen is for you as an individual. Because God took great delight in creating you. 
Every one of you, you need to say that to yourself right now in your brain. God took great delight in creating me. He didn't make a mistake. He's not forgotten you. He's not turned his back on you. Even though some of you have turned your back on him, he's not giving up on you. No, he has people that he is divinely placing all around you to love you and to encourage you and to show you the ways of the father. He's so excited about you. He's excited about those gifts and passions that are being birthed in you right now. He's bringing back to life some things that other people have tried to kill. He's bringing them back to life in you right now. Right now, he's bringing them back to life. You're not done. You know what Paul says about you? I know I'm talking a lot out of Corinthians today. Look at the second chapter. Turn back just a couple of pages. Mm. I'm going to just real quick, just for time's sake, and I, I hate that we run out of time, but I'll I, I, I just say this. In context, what Paul's saying here in 2 Corinthians 3, and the whole book he wrote here, these people are getting cocky. They're getting very conceited and arrogant. And he's having to say, hey, whoa, wait a minute, guys. It's not you. It's God. Be confident in Christ, not yourself. Hmm. 2 Corinthians 3. You can read this more for yourself. He says, such confidence as this is ours through Christ before God. Not that we're competent in ourselves. You hear him? Not that we're competent in ourselves to claim anything for ourselves, but our competence comes from God. Hmm. Now I need to go back up into the second chapter and for every one of you who struggle and you may doubt to know that you are gifted. Paul says after that, or actually before it, he said in the 14th verse of chapter two, he says, thanks be to God who always leads us in triumphal procession in Christ. And listen, and through us, Through you, he spreads everywhere the fragrance of the knowledge of him. This is for you who may doubt that you are chosen, gifted, loved, special, anointed, favored, whatever word you want to put in it. This is for you. It's time to lift your head. It is time to move in confidence in Christ because he says in the very next verse, the 15th verse, he says, for we are to God the aroma of Christ. That's how special you are. That you're the aroma of Christ to God. That's who you are. And everywhere you go, you are the aroma of Christ to God. So there's no place that you cannot go. Whether you are received, rejected, or whether you are welcomed with open arms, you, 
child of God, are a beautiful, pleasing fragrance to God. And I need you to go and look at this by yourself sometime. Because Paul says, hey, you're going to smell like death to some people. I'm not going to let that stop me anymore. Lift your head up. Some people are going to smell you and they're going to smell death. But the most important thing is when God sees you and you are a beautiful fragrance to him. That's who you are. That's who God created you to be. And so no matter where you go today, no matter where you go tomorrow, I look around and some of my friends in this room, I see, I know where you go and I know where you work. You are anointed and chosen by God. And no matter what you do, whatever your profession, I am telling you today, you and I are in this thing together. You are empowered and you are going to in Jesus name help all of us make an impact on our culture for the praying people in this room the Lord has shown me so many visions and dreams and I'm going to end with this but I I, I ask will you please pray with me there are so many entities that the Lord is showing me that he wants God, he wants to occupy. He wants to occupy so many more places than just churches. If you're a business owner in this room, listen, you've got one step ahead of us. If you're a business owner in this room, you go occupy it for the kingdom in Jesus' name. And if you don't know how to do that, if you don't even know where to start, let's have a conversation. Let's go drink coffee. Let's talk about it. But if you're a praying person, would you join me? I pray there are places all over the triad that, that the Lord is showing. I want them. I want to own them. Not necessarily for me, but I want to own them for the kingdom's sake. There's gas stations and tire shops and coffee shops. There's restaurants all over this place. I want to own them in Jesus' name for the kingdom. Can you imagine having a kingdom-run laundromat? Can you imagine that? And the mom who comes in there and she only has $3 to wash her last load of clothes and the last person she expects to encounter is God. That day's coming. Will you pray over that? I don't have a clue how to change a tire, rotate a tire, change oil, I don't have a clue, but there are shops all over this triad that I want, I want to occupy them in Jesus' name for the kingdom's sake. <laughs> and when we give out of the generosity of our heart, we're not going to give just to this place, but we're going and we're having to buy tons and tons of oil. That's how we say it in Wahlberg, oil, O-L. Can you imagine that? Because we just have to change the oil for all these single moms and single dads who have nothing left at the end of the week. 
I want to occupy these spaces. And you know, I end it with this. I think the greatest joy that Satan would get would be for all of his people, just like me and you, called and chosen, empowered by God. And this right here, this 45 minutes, this hour and a half, whatever you want to call it, nothing would bring Satan more pleasure than we just do this year after year after year after year. So in Jesus' name, you are empowered. You are called and you're chosen and you're gifted and we're going to go impact the culture. Amen?